Hello and welcome to the Off The Crossbar podcast with Regan Walsh and Brad Morris in which we discuss everything that happens in the world of football. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you like and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify and Acast. And follow us on Twitter for all the latest news at OffTCPod. But like I said, I'm joined by Brad for this extremely festive feel to the podcast. Festive? It always doesn't really feel like that, if we're being honest. No. No, you I mean, only have to look outside one window. Game's getting called off left, right and centre. There is that as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hmm. I might be wearing a festive jumper just to mark the occasion, but it's not doing enough. Yeah, it it just doesn't feel like Christmas at all this year, does it? That's the song as well. <laughs> Uh, unintentional pun there um, so we obviously have been away for the last 10 days um, no fault of ours let's blame the coronavirus which has ruined our lives once again obviously for us fortunately none of us two have tested positive no if anything I may have had it a couple of weeks ago even though it was telling me I was negative I refuse to believe that if anything with the way I felt I was on the edge <laughs> well I would say this time of year usually gets you on the edge of your seats as well with football pretty much every day from Sunday onwards for the rest of the year. Well, that depends who you're watching. No, at this time of year, I don't even care. I will happily watch Burnley versus Watford. But you won't be this year, thankfully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we do have a good selection of games to look forward to. We will go through our usual Boxing Day slate of fixtures on uh, Sunday there is the one game uh, next Monday and then we'll slowly progress through the rest of uh, 2021 fixtures but before we do get into that there has been two games postponed for Boxing Day as of time of recording on Thursday afternoon and that is Liverpool versus Leeds and Wolves versus Watford both the 12.30 kickoffs uh, have been called off due to a uh, high number of cases in the Leeds camp and I believe was it the Wolves camp? I don't know I never looked into the other one I only saw that it was Leeds, which is a very understandable one if you saw their team when they played Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, they had, what, two or three 15-year-olds on their bench? Yeah, whereas if they've had more, you've got to think, well, they're only left with the under-8s at this point. Yes. Which, I mean, that's not something you want to be seeing <laughs> on a professional level. No, no, not all of us can be Mark Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as soon as you said that I just thought back to the time where he celebrated scoring past a 13 year old I mean, that was the joke but <laughs> just go ahead and explain it mm. whatever yeah. well you never know some people may not understand it anyway um, standout fixture for me on Boxing Day is between Manchester City and Leicester City obviously Pep Guardiola side, top of the table, having a fantastic season. Um, look like a formidable side and they look hungry to uh, get this Premier League title done as early as possible. Yeah, they took advantage in the time off. They've gone clear a little bit with both Chelsea and Liverpool dropping points against teams they probably should have beaten. Mm. Chelsea won Liverpool, I was saying yeah. that, but we'll get on that. Yeah. But, yeah. Man City, they've gone away a bit, and that's how it started last season. Yeah, it was around about this Christmas period where they did start to go clear, which 
sometimes can be a bit boring in terms of like, oh, you want that like final countdown, like the last four, three weeks of the season. You want a good total push. But at the same time, when a team's playing this phenomenally and other teams are dropping points, you've got to say they actually thoroughly deserve to be champions as early as they potentially can be. I don't know. It's so difficult to preview any game right now just because of the uncertainty. For all we know, we're speaking about this as it's just been postponed. Well, yeah. Um, Leicester, on the other hand, haven't had a good week, obviously. Getting knocked out of uh, the Carabao Cup after having a 3-1 lead against Liverpool and then eventually losing on penalties. It's not the best of time for Brendan Rodgers, who in the league have been really inconsistent over recent weeks I mean last time out they beat Newcastle then they lost to Villa this, uh, on the 5th of this month drew with Southampton beat Watford so they're just being inconsistent this season which is their only consistency yeah I think the only thing that was away from them last season was actually the home form I don't know if I'm getting it mixed up because they were mm. usually pretty good in one Stayed well, one area than the other one was just terrible, but yeah, yeah. it's always missing with them last season. They're obviously suffering in the injury department, which is been spoken about, but goals sort of dried up as well. In parts, they're getting there now at the start of the clubs. You have know, James Madison's coming mm. back to form a little bit, which is a massive plus yeah. point for them. But I think it's just Jamie Vardy hasn't been firing as much as we're used to seeing with him this season. It's that, but then you look at all the other strike options they have. In Pats and Daka, who they signed to score as well, and Kelechi and Acho, who's on the bench and was very reliable at, at the end of last season. Mm, I mean, he's only had one goal in the Premier League this season, Ian Acho. He hasn't played much. I know it's... Yeah, but he's came off the bench quite a lot of times. But then again, you know, you have a look. They it's not like they're short in uh, attacking options because, like you said, they've got Vardy, Daka, Ianacho. They've got Adamola, Luckman, Iose, Perez as well. So these are players that are all capable of scoring goals. But it had dried up, and yes, they've scored twenty-seven goals this season. But at the same time, for them this time of season, you're expecting them to be in the mid thirties already. Yeah, potentially which we speak about Chelsea yeah um, they're obviously the half five kickoff this Sunday against your Aston Villa and dropping points in their last two games uh, both draws against Everton and more recently Wolverhampton Wanderers not being the bit of the magic has run off it seems in uh, Tom Wells Tuchel's side obviously last week they had a lot of players missing through both COVID and injury, uh, and they did try to get the game called off. However, uh, the Premier League said no because they had enough players uh, available to field a match day squad. But yeah, they've not been as consistent. They have seemed to have dropped off the waypoint a bit compared to what Manchester City have done. Yeah, the argument with the Chelsea one isn't the like that. <laughs> It's understandable where they're coming from, but look at your team compared to what Leeds had to deal with. You can't compare the situations. Yeah, I mean, just going off that Chelsea bench from 
that game against Wolves. They had Saul Neguez, Ross Barkley, Betanelli, Malangsar, Kepa Balaga and Mateo Kovacic. Now obviously there's two keepers and they're all experienced players on that bench but like we said with the Leeds uh, situation they had like 15 year olds on that bench which is not what you want to be doing in a Premier League game this early on in the season. No, you can't just throw them in and hope that it comes yeah. good. Like, even if they are like top prospects, it doesn't work like that, no, unfortunately. It, uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens if your Villa side beat um, uh, this week. Obviously, Villa, last time they played uh, against Norwich, got the 2-0 victory with uh, Ollie Watkins and Jacob Ramsey scoring the goals. Watkins being involved in both goals. The Gerard era really is off to a bright start. Yeah, can I say, if this goes ahead, I'm quietly confident. Yeah, it's one of them where I can, I wouldn't be as surprised to see Villa get a victory in this one. Yeah, and weirdly, we didn't actually lose against Chelsea last mm. season. So it's a, it's a weird conundrum that we're in. Oh, we played Chelsea this season already, lost 3-0. And then lost on penalties in the Carabao yeah. Cup. But a different situation, a different manager, and I look at the squad situations and I go, well, maybe. Yeah. Just maybe there's a chance, but I've not seen the state of our well, team. No. Uh, I don't think uh, Gerard's done his press conference for the week yet. So uh, it'll be very interesting. He, oh, no, he has, he spoke, it didn't, it wasn't mm. clear. But we, from what I remember, the last one before the Burnley game we only had like two and then suddenly to the games be called up we must have had like loads yeah. more um, so yes let's hope that there is no more obviously actually if I could add last bit because you were speaking about mm-hmm. Watkins as well could I point that because we all know he's on good form when Sky start trying to sell him off to teams in need of a striker I mean that's always the way with Sky any decent level striker has a good games no coincidence Aubameyang's gone yeah. from Arsenal. That's obvious now at this point. So Watkins' name just keeps being mentioned around just because he's been quoted in the past to say that he's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, but that's like saying I'm a Man United fan, so I should become their full-time manager in the summer. It it doesn't work like that. You might as well at this point. Yeah, I might as well. Uh, let's go on to Arsenal. They play uh, Norwich this weekend again, uh, all committing. Uh won their last three games after that little sticky spell uh, towards the end of November and the start of this month obviously comfortably beating that Leeds squad um, Martinelli looking absolutely brilliant in that game and then uh, on Tuesday uh, in the Carabao Cup against Sunderland, I mean yes Sunderland are in League 1 but they still managed to get the job done Yeah, I think Sunderland are close to the top League one as well. I don't know if that doesn't mean much, if I'm honest, given the levels. Yeah. <laughs> but no, confident win for Arsenal and Eddie and Ketty have put himself in the shop window very oh, nicely. 100% he did. And uh, it was good to see a uh, youngster, Charlie Patino, uh, get on the score sheet. I mean, he is definitely a hot prospect for the future. Just because he got made at Lou. We sold him when he was 11 years old for 50 grand. That doesn't happen. Where's that 50 grand gone? 
It just about fixed one of the Probably, lights, didn't uh, it? Using it to plan for the new stadium. We're going to get a little bit more than 50 grand. <laughs> yes. um, right, let's have a quick run through the rest of the weekend's fixtures that are still on as of time of recording. We've got West Ham versus Southampton, which I think uh, David Moyes' side, even without Mikel Antonio, should win quite comfortably. I don't know. Their striker options are slightly limited, but who knows? Jared Bowen's been playing up front at times, so you give him yeah, a chance. I mean, Bowen did score uh, for them in their Capital or Carabao Cup game against Tottenham yesterday. Um, so there's always that possibility. The Saints themselves are in a, a typical Southampton situation around this time of year. They're always struggling. They're getting the points against the teams around them when they really should be turning some of them into victories. Um, it's it's kind of worrying for Ralph Hasenhutl's side, but at the same time, I still think there's three teams worse than them at the minute in, in the league. Yeah, I think that's the main thing they've got going mm. for them. And a few of the teams that are hovering. Yeah, uh, one of them being Burnley, who they host Everton this uh, weekend. Again, Everton having a poor season we spoke about last time they got a draw against uh, Chelsea with Jared Branthwaite scoring the goal again a team that was unusual for uh, Everton in terms of they had one or two youngsters on the bench and they had uh, Ellis Sims up front of Richarlison was ruled out for a few weeks and I think Rafa will be starting to need these wins more quicker than later at this point well I think with Everton that has come out that I've just read Benitez in his press conference has confirmed that he's got 11 players out and that they had a request for postponement rejected Oh, well, that is definitely going to be uh, something very interesting to see what happens uh, with that going forth and what sort of squad uh, Benitez can put out and then uh, the other game on Saturday uh, two games sorry Tottenham play Crystal Palace uh, this will be Tottenham's first league game since what the 6th or 7th of December Liverpool did you get the Liverpool game last week yes I completely forgot the Liverpool game last week I don't know how I don't know how you forgot that one it was a great game yeah I don't know how I completely forgot it because it was the whole Harry Kane should have been sent off situation yeah thank god we weren't here I couldn't be speaking about VAR for 20 minutes well yeah um I think this is going to be a tough game for Spurs. Crystal Palace are one of them teams where I wouldn't be surprised if they make it really hard for it. And obviously, Patrick Vieira against his old rivals. We all know what happens there. It'll be final. Yes. And then uh, the final game on uh, Sunday sees Brighton take on Brentford at 8 o'clock. And I think that's going to be a really tough game. Both teams, uh, 12th and 13th respectively, same points, only goal difference separating the two sides. I think this is going to be a really, really good battle. Yeah, it could be. I, guess. I don't want to sound like a daddy. It's just be ridiculous to preview some of these. I can guarantee half of these aren't going to happen. Oh. I just have this weird feeling. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, but it's one of them we just got to try and do you think this even should be happening? Like, should they have made the decision on Monday? All right, we'll leave Boxing Day out. Yeah, I think they should have done 
what like the Scottish leagues have done and brought. I know England doesn't have a winter break, but just brought in an enforced winter break in now until early January. I think it's the fourth they go back in Scotland or the seventh that week, uh, and then gone back then. So I mean that's only what two fixtures in the Premier League: Boxing Day and the few days after the, the Wednesday or Thursday, whenever some teams play. So I think that would have made more sense. Yeah, I, yeah, because it's different. Like from a fan's point of view, you obviously want the games on. Yeah. But player welfare as well does have to be considered. Definitely so, and obviously Christmas period normally, without any virus, is busy for players because they are playing every forty-eight, seventy-two hours sometimes. Training enough physically is it? It's not like now you're just adding mental effects to it as yeah, well. hundred <clears throat> percent. And then the final uh And that allows me. Yeah. <laughs> the final game of this match day nineteen uh, is on Monday night as Newcastle take on Manchester United. Hopefully that gets ahead. Um Newcastle obviously been abysmal this season, uh with their most recent result against Manchester City in the league, was it? Yes. Well, if anything, their biggest battle has actually been against referees. Yeah. I mean, there has been some shocking decisions go against them. They've had three in a row. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's even been that bad for Villa. No, definitely not. Um, United, on the other hand, look bright. Always get the referees in there, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, Man United, on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. I said United, on the other hand. They're both called United. Uh, Man United, on the other hand. Not a lot's been happening with them. They've managed to get um, a new coach in after Kieran McKenna has left to take up the Ipswich managerial role. And then uh, the last few days has just been talk about Anthony Martial wanting to leave with Sevilla, apparently wanting to buy him, but his wages being an issue there. Yeah, that tends to happen. Yeah, I mean, he's on a uh, reported 240000 a week, which is criminal. In what way? Is that going on? He's not worth two hundred and forty grand a week. He bought it a bit a couple of years ago. Yeah. But it just hasn't worked out for him at United and I don't think many United fans would be sad to see him leave. Well no, it's come to the point where you're not well, you're more willing to see him leave because he's at that age now where you just know he's not gonna reach the potential that you thought he would. Mm. Um, right, so that is the first set of fixtures we've got over this festive period. Again, touching wood that the rest do go ahead and we only have them two called off. Uh, going forth then on Tuesday, we have another slate of fixtures. So Arsenal Wolves should be the one kicking us off then. And then uh, we have a set of three o'clock games. There's Watford West Ham, Crystal Palace Norwich and Southampton Tottenham. Half five kickoff is Leeds Aston Villa and then round off. Uh, Tuesday with Leicester versus Liverpool which always seems to be a very good battle between them two sides I think there's one of you that can't be there so Leeds are cancelled for Covid cases with the Boxing Day one and I'm supposed to believe that in two days time they're going to be completely fine to play that game I mean that's what a lot of people have been saying because obviously, no obviously Wolves are playing Arsenal earlier on in the day and Watford West Ham's earlier on in the day as well so at, I think it's going to be they have to take it day by day basis so be, I think we might have something come out Sunday or Monday that them games probably end up being postponed 
Yeah, could we not wait two hours before kickoff? Yes. Uh, and then uh, on Wednesday we have Chelsea versus Brighton and Brentford versus Manchester City. And then on Thursday we have Everton, Newcastle and Man United hosting Burnley, which I'm already not looking forward to. I know I said I'll happily watch Burnley play, but not against Man United. They're just United's bogey team in the league. Can I just say, you said it now. You said you'd be wanting to watch any game. It's on recording. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it, but it doesn't mean... It's got back on now. It doesn't mean it's going to excite me too much. Um, right, so they are the games that we have at this minute in time. Obviously, uh, make sure you're following our Twitter, at Pod for any updates on game postponements uh, across the Premier League and all the other leagues. Um, so... The French League has just gone on to its winter break, but they did play this past week, and Sergio Ramos is back to his usual self, getting sent off. Yeah, it's as well, Sergio Ramos, that one. Mm. Considering he only came out at half-time as well, that's even more special for him. Man wanted Christmas off. <laughs> uh, he was getting it off anyway. They don't play until the new year. He wanted New Year's off as well, then, clearly. But I don't think they come back into... Uh, yeah, they don't come back until the 7th. He just wanted an extended break. Let's just face it. Yeah. Uh, it's a strange game for PSG because they were trailing for the whole game. Or well, pretty much the whole well, the whole second half and the last five minutes of the first half. And it took uh, Mauro Riccardi equaliser in stoppage time to rescue a point for PSG against Lorient. If we're to believe the news with PSG right now, the whole situation is just strange. Yeah. I mean, they're just a whole strange but, club. Yeah, and I'll have more with that later. Yes. Obviously, there hasn't been any action in Sp- Spain this week or uh, what do you call it, Italy and Germany, because they are all on their winter breaks now. Um, oh, no, there was actually. Italy played this midweek, didn't they? Because I'm sure I remember seeing something about Because they didn't Barcelona and Sevilla play as well. Did they? Or was that, I thought that was a rearranged fixture. I don't know. 1-1 one, one, was it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, nothing really interesting uh, has happened over in these leagues. Um, so all of the European leagues, apart from the Premier League, are on a winter break. Right. Where should we head to next? Well, if say I'm the one that comes up with running order in these things, and I said it was time for predictions league. Yes. So that's even more of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who likes to talk, you're complaining about talking a lot. Yes. Um. Obviously, so the three Premier League games that we've got are all um, if they go ahead. Obviously, if they get postponed, we won't include them towards uh, the predictions league, even if they we do get the scores right at a later date so the first game I've gone with is Manchester City versus Leicester it's a very difficult one that you've gone with uh, 2-1 Man City uh, I've gone with 3-1 to Manchester City uh, next up we have oh, Brighton versus Brentford it's actually really difficult this one it could be quietly intriguing. Mm. So to I've also gone for a draw, but I've gone with uh, one-one. Uh, and the final 
game in the Premier League this weekend is Burnley versus Everton. I'm just going to say nil-nil. <laughs> wow, that's the first time we've had a nil-nil prediction in a long time, if not ever. Uh, I've gone gets with postponed, does uh, that count? one nil to Burnley. <laughs> nope. Right, uh, now obviously I usually say this is the time we go to our free European games, but we are going all over the world. So we start off in Turkey with Trabzonspor versus Istanbul Başakşehir. You only picked that one because it's the only one you can say. Well, yeah, one of the few I can say. I don't even know who's on top, but I'm just going to go for Istanbul to win 2-1. And there we have it, the first same scoreline of the weekend. Yeah, but even that needs its own jingle now at this point. To win. <laughs> uh, right, next over, we head all the way to Qatar as Al Ghafra take on Al Arabi in the Qatar Stars League. The w- the what? <laughs> the Qatar Stars League. The QSL. Yes. Everyone say it again. <laughs> El Ghafra versus Al Arabi. I'll go for Al Arabi to win three one. I, I don't know if that's good or not. Like any Qatari listeners can inform us if that's a good idea or not. I've gone with Al Arabi to win 3 2. Uh, it's a very interesting battle. Third versus fourth in the league. Well, I can't. And finally, we that. head over. Finally, we head down under as we have Melbourne Victory versus Western United. What, you read down under? With the, the warmest Christmas ever. Please don't ever do that. You again. did this. I've you you, you, you do what you did. I wasn't expecting you to do the bad accent, though. I can't not do the accent, mate. Oh, for the love of God, please stop. Uh, Melbourne victory win 2-0. I've gone with uh, Western United to win uh, 2-1. A reminder, you are six points ahead of me, 57-51. Have you made any changes to your fantasy team? I remember it. It's been that long that I don't know if I mentioned about doing the wild card, which I had done and completely changed my team. And now I'm, I'm actually unbelievable. Oh, for God's sake! I was winning enough last time, and now I'm just destroying it. Mm. But yeah, I my team is extraordinary. Although now realizing Salah's out, I've got to change the captain very quickly. Which I've also just done myself. Uh, who do I, who who to make captain this week? My heart says Bernardo Silva, but then I go, ah, is he even going to start? <laughs> oh, Pep Russian roulette. I'll go for Sainz and Ollie Watkins. Um, so what are the transfers you've made then, or what are the wild cards you've bought in? Well, I've added to the squad in the last week. Bernardo Silva, Ruben Diaz, Thiago Silva, Watkins. <laughs> and as a bench goalkeeper, I'll put in De Gea. <laughs> Well, he's now my starting keeper because Emmy Martinez is playing against Chelsea. That is a four. Uh, I should probably change have it. have to hear in goal against Newcastle. <laughs> Just change that. Uh, <laughs> I've bought in... <laughs> I've bought in uh, Jao Cancelo for the suspended Andy Robinson and then uh, I've replaced Mikel Antonio with Neil Morpé because I just got a feeling he will score this weekend. Probably I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, and I've made Bruno my captain with... ESR as my vice captain. Right, uh, I will now hand over to you for the award of the week. For the last time this year.
I don't know, Jeff, has it? I do not believe what I've just seen! Never ever gets old. So you need what to start calling for some finishing lines after as you've said that like the last bump. <laughs> Never like gets it. old, does he? Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, me saying it never gets old has now it got does. old. I admit. <laughs> okay, what are the nominations you got for us this week? Well, for this, the final one of the I have three nominations, and I'm hoping okay. you've said at least two of them but I'm banking it's because I need your I need your analysis first of the porn stars clip that went around of Christian Pulisic's signed jersey right 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 let's make sure we're clear on it we don't mean porn stars as in adult entertainment we mean the the TV show like (laughs) yes well for those that haven't seen the clip let's at least make that crystal clear Oh, if there's any horny bastards out there, they're perks right up. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have seen the clip where. I mean, I'm just going to let you run with this. I thought, I forget the details. <laughs> but some guy came into the porn stars shop where basically you'd sell mm-hmm. items to them and you get a load of money for it. He bought in this Christian Pedersen's jersey, and clearly they have no idea about football. Or soccer, as they call it. They don't know ball, <laughs> essentially. No. And they're riffing off uh, Christian Pulisic. Jerry's one of the top players in world football, and he's the LeBron James of <laughs> the sport. And is in the same conversations as Lino Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I don't know whose conversations they've been listening to, but he isn't in those conversations, and... 100% isn't the LeBron James of football I think LeBron James is more the LeBron James of football than Christian Pulisic oh, I don't even know who you would actually describe as the LeBron James of current world football but just just when the Americans Maybe slightly got back on no, no, not as Zlatan but it was just when the Americans were starting to get onside a bit with football like they'd gotten over the joke of all the chants that went on for years and suddenly they got an actual seriously okay team and then this happens and they ruin it all again <laughs> yeah it's god awful fantastic <laughs> well that would be the funniest thing I see all week but then look who pops up yet again because it's time for the reboot of At Home with the Acardis <laughs> God, now what? What do you mean, now what? <laughs> what is it this week? I mean, what's what? This week's edition is narrated by Brad Morris, who will tell you the latest in the life of Mauro Riccardi and his wife, Wanda. Well, firstly, I can say that the couple are being investigated for money laundering. Uh, I don't know how to react, but... <laughs> okay, continue. Well, that's the. I don't really have much other info in this because obviously it's an investigation. <laughs> All allegedly, just to say, we've just read the news story. <laughs> yes, um, but that's not all with them, obviously, because surely really would you make at least. A good TV, TV. I don't, wait, what? Well, sorry. 
this really actually would make a good TV episode at this point. The real Amazon documentary that we want. Yes. Hmm. But have you at least seen the story about them having an argument in the PSG training ground car park? Uh, I feel like I did, but you're going to have to... I think it's a bit of an older one. Yeah, but it definitely happened. So apparently the two of them had a bus stop in the PSG car park. Mauro Accardi then took four days off without seeking permission from PSG staff, and he got away with it. Oh, yes. Uh, that was uh, a story run in Le Keep. Yeah. So, again, it really is its own comedy reality drama that is just crazy. I feel like if there's a, a year award that we could call it, it just has to go to them. Yeah. The final story, though, this one's going to get you, whether you've seen it or not. Have you seen that Porter have apparently hired a witch doctor to help them win the Portuguese league title this season? I have not seen that, no. Doesn't argue at it'll be that one. <laughs> it's the most Portuguese thing ever. Mm. I mean... They are currently on top of the league by goal difference over Sporting. So, it maybe is working for them. You'd hope that it would be working for them, because do you want to know what they're paying him? Go on. They're allegedly paying him 150 grand a year. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and bloody yeah, that's, Joseph. That's that all the ridiculous. stories. That's all the stories got in it because the claims have sparked anger amongst Porto fans that the and the doctor is apparently the highest paid employee at the club. Oh, for God's sake! Oh, I don't. I don't even know what to say to that. Well, I'll, I'll even explain the witch doctor's credentials because apparently he can read the future and predict match results. I can get him over here so we can have Super 6 winnings going you, our way. <laughs> is that the, he already is over here? I didn't realise it was James Milner. <laughs> oh, that is a very niche one if nobody did see that uh, tweet on accident by his PR team. It was an accident. He's been brilliant. in the future. Man's got his tardies out. <laughs> Definitely so. Um... But for me, I've got to give it to keeping up with the Acardis. The Acardis, I'll give it the year one, but I think the Witch Doctor one deserves it for this week. True. It, it, it's a weird story. This is the end of this week's podcast. We will be back towards That's the end of the one of the year. This. Yeah, uh, so we'll be back around about the 1st of January to wrap up all the festive fixtures that we have had over these next six, seven days. Hang on, are we doing a number one before this? This, this is overworking me. <laughs> this is a fixture con congestion. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was we have th three, no, four podcasts going out of a review of the year, or three podcasts going out of a review of the year, 2021 yeah, on a whole, <laughs> where we'll go, we, look, <laughs> we cut into each quarter of the year and go through it. And then uh, at the start of the new year, just before the FA Cup fixtures, we'll have a look back on all 
of this festive periods fixtures from Sunday right through to yeah, that's after the release though. Festive we can say that Yes, so we'll be back then uh, with our normal survey. Right, and in the meantime, I hope you have a very joyous and good Christmas if you celebrate it, and if not, then hope you have a nice end of 2021, and we will see you soon. And until then, it's goodbye from Brad. Thanks for giving me a shit editing job on this Thursday, you dick. Hope your Christmas sucks. No worries. <laughs> and until next time, it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon.